all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah, feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. I am blessed because the life-giving message I am about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. God, we're open and we're ready. Do what you do when you do how you do it because you do all things well. In Jesus' name. Encourage somebody. Let me go old school. I ain't done this in a while. Look at somebody next to you and say, from ruin to reinvention. Find you somebody else. Prophesy to her and say, it looked ruined, but God's about to reinvent it. I need y'all to type that on Facebook and YouTube. I'm here to prophesy to everybody. Every area that looks ruined in your life. I prophesy God's about to reinvent it. What does that mean? He's about to take it and make it into something bigger and better than it was in the first place. It's going to be a high atmosphere tonight. So on three, I need you to release a ruin to reinvent in worship. One, two, three, go. Hey, he's about to take it and make it into something beautiful. He's about to take it and make it into something incredible. Come on, prophesy. Say your first and last name. Say from ruin to reinvention. Grab a seat. Let's go to work. Our series is making money moves. Why? I've been teaching you that faith and finances are not enemies. In fact, your finances will be better because of your faith because there are over 2,300. How many? Bible verses about money. Sunday's message was live on green. It was live on green. So, so pay attention. Uh, in that, we understood something significant. Uh, that where you live from determines how you live. Say, where I live from determines how I live. Now, if you live on red, that means everything that happens, you will see it as a stop sign. Put it red on the stage, please. 
That means you will see everything that's on in your life as I said, stop. I shouldn't move. I shouldn't do anything. You will see every negative comment as a roadblock instead of, watch me, a setup. You will see everything that goes on in your day. You will see it as something that, oh, God, I guess you don't want me to do it. Oh, God, I'm scared. But when you live on green, and I need you to open your mouth and say, I live on green. You recognize Psalm 23, 1, which says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. Why? Which means since he's my shepherd, he's my provider. It is not the responsibility of the sheep to provide for the sheep. The shepherd provides for the sheep. See, this is why I don't have a problem with submitting. And for some of you, this is why you don't have what you need because you don't know how to submit. So you got to provide for yourself because your shepherd can't provide for you. But when you know how to submit, every need is met because I'm not responsible for providing it my shepherd provides it for me so I lack nothing open your mouth say I lack nothing because the Lord is my shepherd but see for him to be your shepherd does watch me it didn't say the Lord is my savior see some of y'all you got to shift from him just being your savior to being your shepherd because savior just means you're not worried about going to hell but he didn't save you from hell just to live in hell you got to shift to him being your shepherd. And what does that mean? The shepherd carries a shepherd's staff. At one end, it's crooked like a hook so that he can snatch you up when he needs to. I'm so glad that when you're feeling yourself, watch me a little bit more than you should, and when your attitude is a little extra, and when you're doing a little too much, when you're doing extra.com, watch me, a good shepherd will snatch you up and say, you better get yourself together. Who in the building and who online can thank God that he knows how to snatch you thought you was out there just going to do what you wanted to do. And he snatched you up in the club, snatched you up in the bar, snatched you up when you were running your mouth, snatched you up from sending an email, snatched you from sending a text. Open your mouth say, he snatched me. But then at the bottom of the shepherd's staff, it was hardened. So because sometimes the shepherd would need to break the legs of the sheep in order to keep the sheep, watch me, from doing its own thing. Because sheep would often wander, but it's dangerous to wander as a sheep because sheep do not see well. Pay attention. So the reason why the Bible says, uh, gives this imagery between God and his people and a pastor and his church as a shepherd and sheep is because, watch me, contrary to popular belief, you don't really know where you're going. All right, see how quiet it just got? See, see, watch me, watch me. I can, you, tell, you can tell you're sitting next to a wandering sheep if they think they actually know where they're going. Because sheep do not know where they're going. They have to depend on the voice of the shepherd to be able to guide them where they're supposed to go. Pay attention. This is why we walk by faith, not by sight. Why? Because I can't see where I'm headed, no how. Sheep don't naturally see well, so I have to depend on my hearing. This is why the enemy will fight you from hearing the word. He'll try to keep you out of church, try to keep you from putting on the message, try to keep you from putting on the podcast. Why? Because every time I hear something, pay attention, I see better. Every time I hear the word, I see better. I know what I'm supposed to do. I know what I'm supposed to handle. I know where I'm supposed to go. So pay attention. The Lord is my what? Shepherd, not my savior, which means he can snatch me up when he wants to. He can correct me when he wants to. And I don't get an attitude that I don't like the way he corrected me. Would you please elbow somebody next to you and say, check your attitude. Let me tell you something. He's not your shepherd if we don't see you for two months because you don't like the correction you got. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. And I need for some of you to realize, watch me, you cannot handle divine correction if you cannot handle earthly correction. Stop talking about Lord check me and you can't be checked by your pastor. Let's talk. 
I'm about to preach hard now. Stop talking about Lord correct me. Why would he bother doing something that you won't even heed on the earth? Some of you want God to speak, but you don't listen when the man of God speaks. So why in the world would he bother speaking to you when you don't follow instructions know how? But I need you to elbow somebody next to you and say, but I'm listening now. I that's what the Bible says in Luke 8, 18. Take heed to how you hear. In other words, pay attention to how you're listening. Because if you're not listening right, he's not your shepherd. He's just your savior. So you'll live in need when you're supposed to have no need. Just for those of us that refuse to be in lack. I just need you to take three seconds and worship God that he's your shepherd. So you have no need. Go. Three. Two. One. Somebody shout, he's my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. Why? Because you are a farmer. Genesis 2.15, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to keep it. And I taught you that to work it and to keep it means to release, reap, and repeat. To do what? Release. You remember it? Let's go. Release. Remember it. Go. Release. Do the song. Release. One more again. Release. Let's go. Reap and repeat. Stop. Notice where God put him. He put him in a garden. Pay attention. God never puts you in something finished. He always puts you in the middle of something where it's going to require you to release, then reap and repeat. He puts him in a garden. And the garden is filled, what the Bible says, with a fruit that produces seed. It's filled with trees that produce seed. And he says, I'm going to put you in the garden of Eden. Eden means voluptuous living. In other words, I'm going to put you in a place where you lack nothing if, as long as you do what I tell you to do pay attention he says so Adam your whole job is to be a gardener which means your whole life is to recognize that you are there to sow seed pay attention you're not a teacher you're a sower you're not an executive you're a sower you're not a musician. You're a sower. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You, you, you are not a mama. You're a sower. You better sow right into them kids. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You're not a father. You're a sower. See, everything that you do is about releasing seed, which is why you have to make sure that the enemy does not frustrate you to the point to where you don't want to release the seed you've been given because then, watch me, if you keep the seed, then it becomes the harvest. I'll say it again for those in the back. If you keep the seed, it becomes the harvest. And I don't know about you, but I expect way more harvest than what's currently in my life matter of fact I need you to prophesy to yourself say it's gonna blow your mind say it to you say your first and your last name say it's gonna blow your mind all right, you are a farmer, watch me, who already has everything you need. Second Peter 1, 3. His divine power has given us everything we need to do two things, have life and godliness. God says, I've given you everything you need to have a great life and to be a great Christian. Say, I already have it. He's not getting ready to give it to you. He's already given it to you, which is an important distinction because it's very rude to wait on somebody, watch me, as if there's something that they are supposed to do when they've already done what they were going to do. You sitting up waiting at the doggone window and God is like, what are you waiting for? I already gave you your order. See, you prayed for a house, I gave you seed. You missed it. You missed it. You missed it. You prayed for a business, I gave you an opportunity to serve. Y'all ain't gonna say that to me. Because if you can't build another man's, nobody's gonna trust you with your own. 
See, his answer to every prayer is an opportunity to sow. Shut up. His answer to every prayer is an opportunity to sow. Say, I have everything I need to be a great Christian and have a great life. Watch me. But it's just in seed form. Proverbs eleven twenty five. The soul who gives generously shall be made prosperous, and he who waters shall also be watered himself. Pay attention to the verse. The soul, mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. So notice throughout this series, I've been dealing with most of what we've been talking about with money has been dealing with your soul, your mind. That's your mind set. If your mindset is on red and not on green, then watch me. Then, then here's your mindset. Let's go back to red. If your mindset is red, then watch me. Then you, you're just negative. There's certain people, I don't really like to hear them talk because they're red. When they talk, my neck begins to grow. The Holy Ghost has a way for me to detect red. But why? Because, because they're not trying to come up with solutions. They're not trying to come up with a way to get it done. They're giving me all of why we can't get it done. And I'm saying, well, then watch me. If all you are is a red light, then what you really are is in the way. Because, watch me, because I need folk around me that every time we get to an intersection, as far as they're concerned, the light is. And I pray God put some people around you that anytime you face an obstacle or an intersection, their response ain't red, but their response is. My mindset is on green, which means I'll find a way to win. I'll find a way to get it done. Don't you tell me no. That just means not this way. You don't have the power to tell me no. You ain't got it like that. Because if God be for me, who would dare be against me? That's your mindset. So that's my mindset. So your mindset has to be, I will not be denied. See, can, can I be honest with you? So, uh, I told you no filter tonight. All right, elbow somebody next to you. Say, let me tell you something. Say, there's a few parts of you I need to rebuke. Say, will you allow me to do that? Now, get that response. Get that response. All right, you ready? You ready? Come on, YouTube. You ready? Come on, Facebook. You ready? All right, tell them. Say, I rebuke the punk in you. Yep, sure did. Sure did. Because too many of y'all, when one little thing go wrong, I'm stopping, I'm quitting, I'm done. Well, what the hell are you in the ring for if you are going to allow the enemy to whoop your head? Instead, you better live on green, reverse that thing. Whoop that trick. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Whoop that trick. Where my thugs at? Where my thugs at? You better tell depression, you got the wrong one. Tell discouragement, you got the wrong one. Tell marital problems, you got the wrong one. Tell family problems, you got the wrong I'm about to. I will bust your head to the white meat. I rebuke every ounce of punk in you. You were sent to rule and to reign and to conquer and subdue you are well able come on encourage somebody next to you say you got this 
because God's got you. I told you I'm preaching to me because the enemy ain't going to get to victory. I just need somebody to say it with me. One, two, three. Listen, what is a trick? A trick is a spiritual colloquialism that simply represents something that's trying to stand in the way of what God has ordained for you. But open your mouth and say, I will not be denied. That's my mindset. 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 I will not be denied. Because I live on. Pay attention. Sometimes it takes a minute for it to be that. Which means I'm going to keep saying it until I see it. See, for some of y'all, the reason you can't miss church is because you need this atmosphere. You need this atmosphere at your house. Because sometimes you're going to keep go, go to white. You, sometimes you're going to keep saying I live on green and ain't nothing going to change. You're going to say I live on green and ain't nothing going to be different. You're going to say I live on green and you're not going to see it. But you better speak it and speak it and speak it and speak it and speak it. And eventually you're going Somebody say, I live on green. You are a farmer who already has everything you need in seed form. And everything, say everything. everything. Jay Holloway, everything is a seed. Your thoughts are a seed. Your words are a seed. Your actions are a seed. Your attitudes are a seed. Watch me. How do you keep your house as a seed? How do you keep your car as a seed? See, some of you don't even recognize your current home is an, watch me, it's an audition for your next one. That's why I don't even care if you're a roommate. You better be the best roommate that they could possibly be because you ain't always going to be a roommate. Matter of fact, you're about to be the lender and not the borrower. I... The way you handle your serving assignment is an audition to be given something greater. I'm so glad. I look back over all the years that I served, and I said, no wonder I'm blessed. I'm blessed because I served. I said, I'm glad I never got a check. Because what it did is made sure that I had so much seed in the ground. That watch me, when I call on heaven, heaven responds. And I don't know about you, but he been good to me. Would you just lean over at somebody and just say, let me tell you, he been good to me, baby. He, Facebook, he been good to me. YouTube, he's been good to me. And he's been good to you. Genesis 1.29. And God said, behold, I have given you, pay attention, every plant. Listen, 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 listen. I gave you everything, God says. I gave you everything. I've given you everything. Every plant yielding seed. This is what he told Adam. He said, Adam, everything you need, I've given it to you. Everything you have produces seed. <laughs> everything you have produces seed. You are a farmer who already has everything you need, but it's in seed form, and everything is a seed. Look at verse 2 of Psalm 23, which explains why he says, the Lord lets me rest. 
Rest there means I sit. Come on, sit. It means I sit. I sit in fields of what? Green grass. And the green grass grows? And the green grass? Don't act like you ain't never looked at it. Some of y'all, while you in your office doing your work, you listening to your kids' program. <laughs> Singing the little songs, tapping your little toes. Listen, <clears throat> he lets me rest. Say sit. All right, this means I contemplate in places of green. Let me tell you why for some of you all, life feels hard. It's because you don't sit in green. You sit on the concrete. And it hurts your behind to sit out there. Come on, I ain't got no filter. If you don't say amen to me, it's about to get real raw real fast. You can't sit on the concrete all day. Pay attention. This is why some of you, even when you begin to think about how you're going to change your situations, you don't even want to think about it. You want to go eat. You want to go uh, get on a computer. You want to go do this. Watch me. You distract yourself with other people's problems because dealing with chores means I got to go sit on the concrete. But I need you to speak this over your life. Say, but I'm handling mine. I'm handling mine. Watch me. If you don't live in green, then this is where you sit, which means it explains why you don't just take time to think. Especially if you're a leader over anything, you need time to think. There are sometimes, let me tell you, let me tell you why I like traveling. I like traveling. To be honest with you, I like my own home, my own bed, my own stuff. I like my own stuff. But let me tell you what I do like. I don't like none of that in the lines, even with pre-check and all of that, because I don't do lines. That's the devil. And one time they said, pre-check is closed. I said, well, somebody better come around here and open it because I paid extra for this. So you call Mr. TSA himself, but I'm not standing in this line with everybody else. I'm not doing that. I paid money for this. I'm not doing that. They said, well, so you got to stand up. I said, well, I ain't taking my shoes off, so you're going to need to give me some kind of form that says, because I'm not doing all of that. <laughs> I bet you I didn't take them shoes off. Listen. <clears throat> all right, pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. I, I don't like any of that, but, but let me tell you what I do like. The moment the plane leaves the ground, look at me. I get to escape the warfare of this region. And I get above it. And the Bible says he seated us in heavenly places. The moment I hit the sky, all of a sudden creativity hits me. All of a sudden ideas hit me. Why? Because sometimes I need to get back into a green. Help somebody next to you say, get in a green place. This is where I contemplate. This is where I create. This is where I think. I live in this place. And for some of you, you literally need to figure out what it takes to make sure you're in a place where your mind is green and not red. For some of you, for, watch me. Everybody, please pay attention to me. This is, this is so, because some of y'all go too deep. I just got caught up in the third heaven. You ain't been in the third. You ain't been in the first. I said what I said. <laughs> Listen, he ain't been the first. Everybody pay attention. Everybody watch me. Watch me. Say, I sit in green. Then watch me. Then once I contemplate, then I got to get up, and then I got to live in green. Pay attention. In fields of green grass. The phrase green grass in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament, it means my habitat is pleasant and fresh with new grass springing forward. It turns green. Pay attention. If it turns green, that means there's certain areas that weren't green, but because this is where I sit and live, I turned it that way. 
But you can't make it green if you're not green. Some of y'all are going to catch it in a minute. See, there's things in your mind. I just don't see a way through. You on red, boo. I just don't see how it's going to turn for me because you on red. <laughs> but watch me. But if you learn how to sit in green, then watch me. You will be green. Watch me. And even if things get knocked down and out of place, no, you had already knocked it down. And even if things get, pick it up. <laughs> and even if things get knocked down and out of place, pay attention. But watch me. I'm not tripping. Why? Because I live on green. See, some of y'all, one little thing go wrong, you want to blow the whole doggone thing up. And I need you to say, that's just one problem. I'm not about to put holes in all my tires just because one of them got a flat. Let me fix this flat and let's keep it moving. I need you to pop us out to your neighbor and say, keep it moving, baby, go. You contemplating quitting because of people that ain't the reason why you started. So watch. He lets me live. I sit here. I live in fields of green grass. My habitat is pleasant. See, for your habitat to be pleasant, you have to be pleasant. See, if you red, but you come to green, you're going to ruin green. So watch me. So, 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 so say, I am green. And I don't mean that in the urban colloquialism that would suggest that you are naive or that you operate from a level of naivete that cannot properly discern or navigate through the vicissitudes of life that one may encounter. See, I chop it up and bring it down, but don't think I can't mix it up and keep it up, okay? All right, so, so pay attention. It says, I'll turn it green. <laughs> it is, which, means, which means there are areas that when I first look at it, it's red. It must be red. Red doesn't just mean stop, pay attention. Red means angry. I want to talk to some of y'all. Where you at? Well, there's some stuff that's had you mad. Come on. Come on, where y'all at in the building? Wave at me. Where y'all at online? Is there anybody in the last 12 months when you thought about it, you just went? And don't sit there and marinate on it because then you'd start boiling the more you thought about it. But watch what happens. God says, I don't need you to stay there because anger by itself is not productive. That's why the Bible says, be angry but sin not. What does that mean? It's all right to be angry, but just let that anger make you take some action and get moving to green. Say, this is where I live. What's me? And he leads me to quiet pools of fresh water. Pay attention. At the 11.15, I taught you about the importance of this, quiet pools of fresh water. Water represents the spirit. See, see, watch me. He says, you need a refill. So if the sheep is getting to a pool of fresh water, what is the sheep doing? Getting another drink. Getting a refill. See, some of you all, it's so simple, you don't use it. You, watch me. You don't even recognize the importance of what I taught you in that series, The Ghosts and the Gifts. That Watch me. Uh, being filled with the spirit is not an event. It's a lifestyle. Which means every day, watch me, a sheep doesn't drink just once a week. If you waiting on Sundays and Wednesdays to have a drink, no wonder why you feel so red. Every day, listen, on Thursday morning, you got to wake up. Lord, listen, let me, just take me to the pool now. What? 
Put me next to the pool. Who, who watched me bring some water to bed when you go to sleep? You have, listen, I keep water right next to me. Why? Because at any moment, I may get up and need to have a drink. And that's the same way you got to be with the Lord. Lord, I need you to keep me full because life is trying to drain me. Life is trying to wear you out. And I need some of you to hear me. Don't let one day, watch me, of thirst turn into bad decisions. Somebody say, lead me to fresh water. And notice, pay attention, I could go deep if I wanted to. Pools. Plural. Pools. Plural. Can I go deep like I want to? So we're in the middle of the Feast of Tabernacles. In the middle of the Feast of Tabernacles, in John chapter 5, we find a man that's been lying by a pool about 38 years. He's been lying by what? Pool for 38 years. In fact, the Bible tells us which pool he was laying by. The Bible says it was by the sheep gate. Y'all slow. Come on. Come on. Come on. Everybody get on the, come on. Everybody get on here with me. Everybody get on me. The Bible says that the man at the Feast of Tabernacles was next to the sheep gate. And by the sheep gate, he was next to one of the pools. I'm going to give it to you one more time and let you catch it. In the middle of the Feast of Tabernacles, what are we in the middle of? The Feast of Tabernacles. There was a man that was sitting, watch me, he wasn't on green. Shandabaro. The man was laid out and he wasn't on green, but he was right next to the sheep gate and he was right next to the sheep pool. And in the middle of the Feast of Tabernacles, Jesus walks up on the man who had been there for how long? 38 years, which means two more years, it would have become permanent. Help us, somebody said, God's going to show up right on time. You thought that was going to be your end. He's about to flip the. You thought it wasn't going to change. He's about to flip the. Somebody said, he won't let this become permanent. Say it, please. Say, he won't let this become permanent. Man been there for 38 years. So that means the man, the man is in his 40s or 50s. He's middle-aged. And right there in, in, in his middle-aged situation, the man is right there. Bishop, why did you take the time to tell us that? Because sometimes you have been in something for so long that even though it was supposed to be temporary, you made it permanent because you think it's too late for it to change. You better elbow somebody next to you and tell them it ain't too late. 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 That ain't too late. 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 Listen. So Jesus, in the middle of the tabernacles, the man is next to the sheep gate. The psalmist says he leads me to pools of fresh water. So every year the angel would come down, stir the water. Every year the angel would come down, stir the water. Which means, according to Psalm 23 and 2, that means only one time a year that the angel come down and stir the water for the sheep. Which meant I had to live off of one field. But during tabernacles, the Lord walks over to the man and he says to the man, do you want to be healed? And the man responds with an excuse, sir, pay attention. He honored the Lord. If you missed last night, please go back and watch it. Because some of you are watching me. You don't have what you want because you're dishonorable. You're disrespectful. You have a piss poor attitude. You're difficult to deal with. The filter is gone. Roho Basha. 
Ete ini yando. Yashatani oboho. Elbow somebody say, check yourself. Uh-uh, that was the wrong neighbor. Because the right neighbor, after they told you that, they would have been like, try somebody else, say, check yourself. Watch me. Watch me. And watch what Jesus does. If you don't shout out for this revelation, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. Y'all play something. I'm leaving. I got to be up at dark 30. <laughs> What's dark 30, Bishop? It's too dark for me to be up. <laughs> you ready? Let's go. Let's go. Here we go. The man is laying outside. He's at the pool of Bethesda by the, by the sheep pool. You ready? Jesus walks up during what feast? Feast of Tabernacles. Somebody say, anything can happen tonight. And here's what's amazing. Tonight, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because this feast don't end until Monday. You better get ready for a Thursday, for a Friday, for a Saturday, for a Sunday. I need you to worship God like he's about to blow your mind. Go! Come on, Facebook. Come on, Yasmin. Come on, Billy. Come on, B. Martin. So listen. So listen. So listen. So what, is the, what does the good shepherd do? He leads us to pools with fresh water. The man's by the pool, but the pool's not stirred. So during tabernacles, Jesus shows up. He says, do you want to be made whole? The man responds, sir, I have no one to put me in the pool. Every time I get down to walk down, somebody gets in front of me. So he says, watch me, watch Jesus' response. He doesn't even address his excuses. Because during tabernacles, your honor is going to cut the time. During tabernacles, your honor, you're going to be glad you didn't start talking crazy with your crazy friends. You're going to be glad you didn't put your mouth on the wrong one with your crazy family members. He says, get up, take up your bed, and walk. Pay attention to what he did. He let him. He let him. He let him. He let him. Trust me. He was right next to the pool. He led him to the pool. And then the man was able to get to the water that he had never. But this time it wasn't natural water. It was spiritual water representing the Holy Ghost, which means I'll never run out. There is an unlimited supply. Open your mouth. Say, he's leading me to pools of fresh water. Doing tabernacles. Uh, um, for those of you who grew up in the traditional church, stand up. Those of you who grew up in the traditional church, you remember them. <laughs> you, remember, you remember them first Sunday ushers? They had the white gloves. Anybody got? Did we have some white gloves on stand? Oh, no, it's okay. At one point, I wanted them to use them. I thought maybe we had them. I'm sure I made them throw them out. Watch me. Uh, anybody have a? No, it's okay. It's, it's okay. It's all right. They'd have them, the first Sunday ushers, that was the A-team of the ushers. That wasn't the trainees. 
they had been ushers. They went to school with you. They were Jesus hushers. When Jesus was feeding the thousands, they... And don't have no gum. Y'all don't know nothing about them first Sunday ushers. Let devotion be going on. Shut the door. Y'all shut the door. Shut the door. Y'all shut the door. Let devotion be going on. They shut the door. Watch me. They shut that door. Watch me. Look, he gonna show you shutting the door. They shut the door. Watch me. Ain't nobody getting in this building while devotion going on. You gonna stand out there and wait until the Lord returns. You can open it. Watch me. And you didn't pick your seat. Now we new school church. Sit where you'd like to sit. Where do you feel comfortable? Uh-uh. First Sunday, us is old school church. And you couldn't say, no, you're not. <laughs> you're going to sit right here. Let me tell you what's about to happen in Tabernacles. Because for some of y'all, you were trying to take a little seat. God's about to usher you over. And he's about to give you a seat you never thought you'd. You never thought you'd qualify for. Open up your mouth, say, during tabernacles. He's about to usher me to a big seat. And it's going to be a green grass seat. It's going to be a seat of power and a seat of authority. I've sown for it. I've sacrificed for it. I've honored for it. I've been sowing for 15 years for it. And it's getting ready to happen. And it's getting ready to happen. Open up your mouth. Say it's getting ready to happen. Come on YouTube. Come on Facebook. It's getting ready to happen. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Genesis 26. I got to go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Say from ruin to reinvention. That man thought his life was ruined. Oh, I'm going to get in your business. Because all he did was sleep, eat, go to work, come home, repeat. He didn't even want to live his life. I'm here to tell somebody, watch me, you're about to see why you couldn't take your life. Because you're finally about to live it. I ain't talking to everybody, but I'm talking to somebody. You're about to find out why you could not take your life. God says, I'm about to take it from ruin to reinvention. So how does God do that? <laughs> Butterfly has four stages in its life cycle. <laughs> Butterfly has four stages in its life cycle. It starts as small as the sesame seed on the sesame seed bun. Then in stage two, it grows to 100 times its size. It, it looks like this. 
a caterpillar. It's crawling. Watch me. It's on the ground. In the dirt. And then something crazy happens. Say from ruin to reinvention. Because then, then it, it goes into a cocoon. Some of you about to understand why you ain't felt like being bothered by people. Who am I talking to? Because some of y'all, you normally the outgoing person. You love people. But lately, you've been like, I don't want to be bothered with nah. No. Who am I talking to? You normally can't wait to answer the phone. Lately, you've been like, let it ring. I'll, I'll call them later. You saw the text and looked and said, well, there ain't no emergency. I'll get back with her later on. It goes into a cocoon for as short as two weeks or as long as two years, depending on how big it's going to be. The monarch butterfly, the king butterfly, it has to wait longer. What if I told you that the price of being a king and a priest was that it took you longer to get to where you were going? Because where you were going was going to be better than where everybody else was going. What if I told you it was about to be worth the wait? Uh, what if I told you it was about to be worth? I got to close. got to close. Here we go. So it's, it's in this cocoon. Underground or suspended under a branch. Here's, here's, here's the crazy part. Underground means isolated, yeah. feeling of lonely, by yourself, even though there's other people in the same process as you because y'all both in cocoons, you can't see their process, they can't see your process. See, for some of you, watch me, you, you, you need to, you, you, you got to give people just a little bit of room to be human sometime. Why? Because while you're in your process, they're in theirs too. Look at somebody next to you and say, give me a teaspoon of humanity. Just, just a little bit. I don't need much. Just give me a little bit because I'm strong. But, baby, you keep on pushing. It's going to be a situation. Because at any moment, I might. All right, listen. Praise the Lord Jesus. It's in a cocoon. And look at me. It looks ruined. How you go from this? This was you on Instagram, posted up. <laughs> you ready? You was posted up on Instagram, but lately you've been silent on social. <laughs> Lately, you ain't had much to say to nobody. Because you're trying to figure out, how did I go from that to that? I can't move the way I want to move. I can't do what I want to do. I can't, I, I can't, I, I, I can't, watch me. And I don't even know whether or not I'm underground or suspended from a branch. And here's the trip. Being suspended from a branch is almost worse because, watch me, because I can feel the breeze. I can feel something moving, but it ain't moving for me. It's moving me 
but it's not moving for me. But what if I told you doing tabernacles is getting ready to happen? So look, it looks ruined. How many got some areas of your life right now? That's what it looks like. Just be honest. It looks ruined. Online wave, wave. It just looks ruined. So look, Genesis 26 and 1. Can I finish the message? Let me finish the message. Now, there was a famine in the land. Uncertainty. Ruined. You had plans and Corona showed up with her tacky behind. <laughs> I had, we were supposed to birth something in 2020. And her old tacky mismatch polka dot and plaid together and just tacky looking with a church hat on polyester hot suit having behind tacky if that's what you have on I ain't talking about you <laughs> I'm talking about putting it all together you can't put all that together that ain't God that ain't God come on look just a tack. I can't stand a tacky Lord, keep my tongue. <laughs> and you know, it's always the tacky ones that's the bold ones. <laughs> Y'all ever seen that? It'd be the tacky one. They the boldest one just walking up be like, baby, you bold in the spirit. <laughs> Lord, keep my tongue. Yes, I'm not my role. Now, now, there was a famine. Now, y'all know me. I love everybody. Y'all know we're just having fun. So, let's be very clear because I don't want nobody to get offended. Say, we love everybody. We love everybody. Even if you are tacky, I love you. With your polka dot and plaid and your polyester and your church hat cocked to the side. I know you're hot, but I love you. Now, there was a famine in the land. Ruined! Uncertainty. It's not green in the land, but pay attention. Where did Isaac live? Come on, you're going to be Isaac now. You got to shift. You ain't the man with the pool, by the pool no more. All right, you Isaac now. So, so, so say, I live on green. Besides the former famine that was in the days of Abraham, pay attention, which means this thing was generational. <laughs> Listen to me. This the same thing, watch me, the enemy used on Abraham. This the same thing the enemy used on Isaac. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. See, if you pay attention, the reason this thing seems so hard to fight is because it fought the generation before you. And for many of you, it beat them, so it thinks it's about to beat you. But what it doesn't know is you a curse breaker. You a line crosser. You a boundary breaker. You a history maker. Open your mouth say, it's not going to beat me. Did you see this on the screen? Ruin. Watch me, the same ruin that got Abraham, or, or tried to get Abraham, it's the same ruin that comes after Isaac. Besides the former famine, it was in the days of Abraham. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Abraham is Isaac's father. And Isaac went to Gerar to Abimelech, the king of the Philistines. So here we go. We have another phase of a previous problem that's generational. This thing knows how to fight you because it's been fighting your bloodline. It knows how to watch me, how to have you leave church on a Sunday and watch me on a high. And by 3 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, you feel totally despondent, discouraged, and borderline depressed. Who am I talking to in this building? Who am I talking to online? 
Because this thing knows you. It knows your habits. It knows your patterns. It knows how you work. It knows how you operate. It knows that when you get close to it, it knows to throw distractions in your face. Because it's like, I got a daddy like that. I got her daddy like that. I got her daddy's daddy like that. I got a mama like that. And I got her mama's mama like that. And I'm going to do the same thing to her. But I need you to open up your mouth, please, and say this with a teaspoon of who would say, not me. So in verse 4, here we go. We got to finish. The Lord begins. It looks ruined. It looks ruined. This tacky heifer didn't show up. I asked the Lord to keep my tongue, and that's what he wanted to say. All right. Heifer is a southern colloquialism that just, that just means tacky. All right, listen. In verse 4, in verse 4, in verse 4, verse what? Four. four is the biblical number of create. So watch me. Pay, oh, my God, pay attention. For three verses, Sherry. For, for th three. Some of y'all wonder why they shouting. Because if you remember in the last series, Paul had three red lights. Red light one, red light two, red light three. But when Paul got to four, do y'all remember that series? Paul was at the door. I need you to open your mouth and say, I'm in verse four. Woo. So look, so in verse four, the Lord repeats a promise to him. Pay attention to me. God doesn't want to do it. Until tacky show up. Uh-uh, y'all ain't listening to me. God doesn't want to do it until it looks ruined. He doesn't want to do it until it looks ruined. Until it looks like, trust me, let me, tell, let me get in your mind. Some of you all, you haven't said it, but here's what you've been thinking. You know what? I just, I'll be getting too excited. I don't need all that. It don't have to be all that. Who am I talking to? You'll begin to talk. Who am I talking to? You'll talk yourself out of certain things. You'll think yourself out of certain things. You'll begin to say, you know what? It's okay. I'm good. You know what, Lord? And then you'll, you'll think it's spiritual. If you don't do another thing. Well, I have a question. Then why did he save you? See, if 700,000 people have passed, but he kept you alive, that tells me you have a pulse, he has a plan, which means he's not done yet. So why keep you alive if you're only going to live the rest of your life like you're dead? Come on, I got to finish. He says in verse 4, I was like, he repeats the promise to him. And in your offspring, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. When does God say this? In a famine, God repeats, then he fulfills a promise. I'll say it again so everybody in the back gets it. In a famine, when it looks ruined, when it looks ruined, God says, let's talk. Can we talk for a moment? Watch me. God says, I'm going to repeat it to you. This is why, watch me. For some of you, you've been pulling out stuff you forgot about. You've been revisiting prayers. You stopped praying. 
You're like, I ain't even praying for that no more. God was like, uh-uh, tacky here. And since tacky here, I'm about to do something for you. It looks ruined, so I'm about to reinvent it. God repeats the promise, then he fulfills the promise. Look at this, verse 6. So Isaac settled in Gerar. What does that mean? He eased himself. Uh, elbow somebody next to you, say, ease yourself. Come on, online, type it to somebody, say, ease yourself. Chill out. Relax. It's about to be a green situation. Relax. It's about to be a green situation. It's about to be a green approval. It's about to be a green transformation. Somebody say, ease yourself. Look at the next verse, or the next part. He established himself. In other words, he was like, I ain't moving. Now, remember what we rebuked in your neighbor earlier. Some of y'all, I can see the spirit's trying to return. So I'm going to need you to look at that person again. Look at somebody next to you again. Say, let me remind you. We have rebuked every ounce of punk in you. Say, establish yourself. Say, say, say it like this. Say, you will not be moved. Shucky, ducky, quack, quack. Somebody say, I will not be moved. Yeah, you're going to have to take me out because that's the only way you're going to stop me. I will not be moved. I will not be denied. Just lean on somebody and say, don't you punk out. It must be. Look at this section. Look at this. So Isaac settled. Watch me. So Isaac failed. Pay attention. When it looks ruined, it looks like a failure. Now I want you to pay attention because the Bible doesn't actually tell us in the verse how he failed. Because, watch me, because what he sows outweighs what he failed at. Okay, let me just make it very simple for everybody. Listen to me. Watch me. Watch me. What you're going to release during the fall feast is going to cover wherever your failures were. So it's going to look like you never had a failure. It's going to look like you never lost a house, never lost a job, never lost the money, never made a bad business decision, never had bad credit, never had a divorce. Somebody say it's going to look like I didn't fail. I got to go. I got to go. Watch me. Look at this next one. Sit down. Y'all missed it. You already missed it. So let me, let, me, let me back it up. Go back to Psalm 23 and verse 2 for me, please. I got to go. He lets me rest, which means what? Sit. Okay, let's go back to Genesis. Genesis says, Genesis says, so Isaac sat down. Now, I think there's faith over here. So I'm sticking with y'all for this next point. You ready? Y'all ready? All right, watch me. Go back to Psalm 23. He lets me rest, which means what? Sit. 
Let's go to Genesis. So Isaac is so Isaac settled in Gerar. Settled means he sat down. In other words, God says, calm down, Isaac. I know it's, watch me, a famine for everybody else, but it's about to be a green machine for you. I'm about to lead you to the green grass. And the green grass goes all around and around. And the green, green grass, green grass, grass, grass goes. Now look at this last minute. He says, when you're sitting down, remember, you sit down to do what? Contemplate. Why do we need to contemplate? Because I need to deal with what's been haunting you. I want to deal with that little boy in you that still doesn't feel like he's good enough. I want to deal with that little girl in you that still feels stupid. I want to deal with the little girl that, that, watch me, that was called out of her name so you believe that that is your name. I want to deal with that little boy that feels like, watch me, because his daddy didn't want him, nobody wants him, so what is he good for other than laying down and screwing? Y'all ain't going to talk to me, so I'm going to get real with you. I told you to talk. I told you to talk. I want to deal with that part of you that feels like there's nothing left of value in you to give. I want to deal with what's been haunting you. I want to deal... But the fact that you wonder whether or not you're going to die like this. I want to deal with your fear of premature death. I want you to stop walking around being I want to deal with what's haunting you. Because before I hook you up, I need to fix you up. <laughs> Beloved, I pray above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So Isaac, watch me. Sit down. You ain't going to want to be bothered with nobody right now. In fact, you're not going to want to have a lot of conversations at all. Because Isaac, I got you in this cocoon. And it feels ruined right now. But watch me, Isaac. You're in Gerar. Gerar means this is just a layover. This is not your final stage. Y'all, I'm about to close this message, but I just need to check the room and check online. Who can thank God that your current predicament is not your final stage? Somebody say, this is not my final stage. Say, this is a lodging place. This is a layover. So the question becomes, oh my God, the question becomes, how do I get from my layover? Because when you have a layover, you have to get off of the plane. You have to go watch me to another gate unless you're going to take the same plane. But watch me, you're not going to take the same plane to your destination. You got to switch planes because you're going into a bigger destination. All right. Let me talk over here. I think the face over here. Where the faith is at? This is where the faith is at? Oh, watch me. So you're going to have to go to another gate because you're going to have to switch planes. Because watch me, where you're headed is going to be bigger than where you came from. See, see, caterpillar, caterpillar, let me have a caterpillar. Caterpillar, watch me. See, this walks on the ground. Where you're headed, stage four, you fly in the air. In other words, you're about to change forms. So I need you to change gates. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. So look, so look, so look. How do I actually make the change from ruin to reinvention? Say from ruin to reinvention. Y'all okay? Can I finish the message? Look at this, verse 12. And Isaac sowed in that land. There you go. It's always a good time to sow, even in a lodge or a layover stage of life. 
See, many keep saying, Lord, when I get there, I'll do it. God says, well, you ain't getting there. Because watch me. Because to get on the plane, pay attention. To get on the plane, you got to open up your phone. And you got to give them your boarding pass. Your boarding pass simply proves that you've already sown. I'm going to throw this mic at y'all over here that ain't responding to me. I said, I said your boarding pass is just proof that you've already Which means I'm ready for next. Why? My seed got me ready. And it's getting ready to happen. And he reaped in the same year. A what? Hundredfold. Didn't I tell you that he had to change the gates because it was bigger? So, so watch. So he sows this. Come on, Isaac. Come on. Get you some seed and sow. Get you some seed. All right, so. Right? Watch me. And here's when you're sowing it. You're sowing it from this place. But the Bible says, and he reaped in the what? What did he reap? A hundredfold. Now, listen, this is not going to be quite scientific, okay? All right, y'all see this little seed? Come on. You want to see the little seed? See the little seed right there? See that little seed? You can tell I've been working out. Look at them things on my hand. <laughs> that ain't seed. Somebody like, that's seed. No, that's... that's that's a workout. I don't wear gloves. I want you to shake my hand and know I've been working. <laughs> All right, watch me. See how small the seed is? Y'all see that? Small seed. What did he read? Honeyfall. This isn't scientific, but let's just go with it. Honeyfall. You released this. You got that. Watch me. The same year. See, for many of us, and I don't know about your response, the reason that you're off of delay, watch me, is because your seed's going to cut the time. Somebody say, and the same year. And the Bible says, and the Lord blessed him. The man became rich and he gained more until the man became very wealthy. All right, come on, let's just practice. Say your name. Say, I'm sowing in my stage of life, in my garage, and in the same year, I'll reap hundredfold. And the Lord will bless me and make me rich. And I'll gain more and more until I become very wealthy. Look, I got to finish. I got to finish. He had possessions of flocks and herds and many servants. So the Philistines envied him. Watch me. Please listen to me. Let, me. let me tell you how you know this is where you're at. You missed it. Who's knocking? Envious people. Let me tell you how this is where you're at in your life. Don't respond if this hasn't happened. If this doesn't happen, you got a few more steps before you get here. But if this has happened, this is your proof. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things that seem. You always assume that the evidence has to be good. 
What if an envious person was evidence? Mm, mm. I ain't fooling with y'all no more. What if an envious person was evidence? For everybody that's had somebody be a hater in the last three months of your life, I need you to respond with praise. Why? You're my evidence. 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 Envious people come with living on green. So now I understand. If you watched my preview last night, now I understand. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Somebody said, that's my evidence. They're envy. Say, haters gonna hate, but I'm gonna elevate. So look at verse 18. I gotta finish. Verse 18. So Isaac dug again the wells of water that had been dug in the days of Abraham, his father, which the Philistines, pay attention, had stopped after the death of Abraham. See, remember I told you this is how they tried to stop his father. So here's what they did. They stopped up the wells that his father dug. Watch me. Thinking that it was going to stop him. You missed it. What does it mean to stop up my well? I've been digging. I've been working. And now, with your tacky trifling behind you gonna put some dirt on my well let me make, let me say another one they threw dirt on your name just lying with the old tacky trifling behind yeah me the situation looked good then it got messy they were your best friend, and now they messy. They just can't even fool with them no more. The level of mess they always involved in. So look at the next part. So look at the next part. Look, it says, y'all with me? But when Isaac's servants, look at this, Doug, verse 19, in the valley, and found there a well of spring water because he relocates to the valley of Gerar. See, once they stop up those wells, he said, I'm not going to fight with you, so he goes to a valley. A valley. A valley. If y'all don't be a good class, I was supposed to be done preaching 24 minutes ago, just coming out of your time. He goes to a valley, but he finds water in a valley. Because I live on green. So he leads me to pools of so no matter what you put me in I'm going to find the water I, I need some of y'all watch me here's your shout your shout is that no matter what you situation you in you keep winning I, come on YouTube come on Facebook no matter what situation you're in you keep finding the water you keep finding the wind. Let's go. We got to go. Verse 2. The herdsmen of Gerar quail, quarrel, excuse me, with Isaac's herdsmen saying the water is ours. So they started fighting with him about the water. So he called the name of the well Essek because they contended with him. So pay attention. What's me? And even in a valley, he finds water. He's got all these servants. He's got all these possessions. He's got all, he stacked all of this while in a layover. 
Somebody say, I've been stacking. You've been stacking money. You've been stacking knowledge. You've been stacking information. You, uh, you've been stacking how to handle situations. Why? Because when you shift to mega, there's certain things you can't care about no more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me put that in the atmosphere. When you shift to mega, there's certain things you're like, I ain't even worried about that no more. God's been changing what you care about. They fought with him. I got to go. They fought with him. Anybody has some folk been fighting with you? Verse 21. Watch me. Here it goes. Jesus, this is good to me. So he dug another well. He said, you want to fight over this? Fine. I'll dig another one. But you think I'm going to stop? I'll dig another one. Yeah. Elbow somebody say, dig another one. So they dug another well from ruin. See, it looks ruined. It looks ruined. It looks ruined. And you know what he did? You, you know what? You know what? Um, anybody got a washing machine? All right. I know this is Denver, so y'all may just put it out. And let the fresh air just refresh it. <laughs> I'm just joking. I love you. You ready? This looks ruined, except for the fact that I can wash it. And some of you all, watch me, there's areas of your life that are ruined. And God is like, if you don't go start the washing machine, Isaac's like, I'll just dig another well. No big deal. I'll just start over. No big deal. I built that. I can build that. I did this, I can do that. I took that and turned it from nothing into something. I'll take that and turn it from nothing into something. You can't threaten me because I know how to dig. Elbow somebody next to you, say, I know how to dig. Huh? From ruin to reinvention. And they called over that also. So then they started fighting with him again. And look at this. And he called his name Sitna. The first is Essek. The name of the second is Sitna. Pay attention. So the second one is demonic. Listen, because it means hatred. An opponent. Look at this. Satan. Pay attention. This one isn't just like the first one. This one has got something demonic behind it. You ready? I said, are you ready? What do you do when the dirt that's coming isn't just natural. This dirt, this dirt is coming from the supernatural. This is coming from the enemy. <clears throat> and he's using everything he can See, this isn't just contention. This is the type of stuff that when you deal with it, it makes you question your call. That when you deal with it, you're like, I don't even know if I'm supposed to do this anymore. I don't even know if I'm, who am I talking to in the building? This, this, this is satanic. Anybody dealt with some of that? Look at verse 22. We got to go. We got to go. 
but he moved on. You're going to catch it in a minute. And he dug another well. And they didn't fight over this one. So he called its name Rehoboth. Say Rehoboth. Say that's where I'm at now. Because the Lord has made room for us. I need you to just lean over on somebody. We're done. But just say he's making room for you. I just heard the Holy Ghost say, she's going to be cleaning her office out when you get there in the morning because she's making room for you. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I just saw a woman. Your cubicles are gray with a darker shade of gray. There's glass at the top. She's going to be cleaning her office out because you about to get promoted. I don't know who I'm talking to. Wow. Say he made room for me. Say he made room for me. Started as small as a sesame seed on a sesame seed mine. I grow to 100 times my size. I mean, as far as you're concerned, you're on top of the world. Like you are the king caterpillar. You are the queen caterpillar. Isaac, you, you, you're doing the doggone thing. And then... You hit famine. You're the butterfly. Now you're in a cocoon. And it's ruined. But a seed broke the cycle. Even in nature, a woman's cycle is only broken through a... If you don't talk back to me... Y'all here? I'm done. I'm done. We about to go up, though. We about to go up, though. Y'all ready? And everything he doing, they messing with him. Everything he trying to do, they want to be starting something. I want to talk to some of y'all that you're like, I'm just trying to do what I'm trying to do. And here you come with your tacky behind. I know how some of y'all think you're going to come to me after church. Now, Bishop, who are you talking about? I'm not talking about nobody. No, I'm just joking. I ain't talking about nobody. All right, watch me. Watch me. Say from ruin. Come on, y'all, to reinvention. He digs the first well. They fight with him about it. They throw dirt in his well. Essek. Matter of fact, can I count it right? Because the first wells, you ready? Because the first wells, you ready? Were Abraham's wells. Now we're about, we about to go. Elbow somebody next to you, say, be a good class. Say, God plays the numbers. So they throw dirt in his daddy's wells. Then they throw dirt in the well he digs, and he calls it Essek. That's two. 
Then they throw dirt in the third well, Sitna. The last well was a satanic attack. See, here's why I needed to rebuke the punk in you. Because you need to fight back and let the enemy know, I know this is you, sucker, and you ain't going to take me down. Somebody say, I'm at my third well. And it's Sitna. Say, this is a demonic attack. Say, but there's no punk in me. So watch me fight back and dig another well. Uh-oh, one, two, three, four. When I get to four, I'm at the door and I'm at Rehoboth and the Lord has made room for me. Watch me, before you were on the ground, now you're about to be flying over what you used to walk in. Somebody say, the Lord's made room for me. Say, he's made room for me. Elbow somebody, say, he's making room for you. Wrong neighbor, get another one. Say, he's making room for you. And you're about to be fruitful. Wait a minute, to have fruit, you had to sow seed. Which means your seed is about to produce your harvest. And it's getting ready to happen. And it's getting ready to happen. And it's getting ready to happen. I wish I could stir the faith of the people in this building and the faith of the people watching me online. Somebody say, and it's happening now. Rehoboth, he's making room for me. Right now, I'm gonna give you five seconds to give him glory. Make room, make room, make room, make room. 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 Hold up. Everybody in this building, stand up. Everybody in this building, stand up. Everybody at home, I'm going to ask you to stand too. Look at me. His daddy's wells looked ruined. His first well looked ruined. His third well looked ruined. And then he got to his fourth well. And he said, finally, I don't have to have war just to do what I do. I rebuke lethargy that's on some of y'all. It's written all over your face. I rebuke weariness that's on some of y'all. You literally, you are drained in the room, but I'm about to speak life into you. Everybody's hands lift. Matter of fact, run to this altar right now. If you felt lethargic, if you felt drained, run to me now. Hurry up. We're about to get that up off of you. We're about to get that up off of you. We have to get that up off of you. Lift your hands at this altar. At home, you just get towards your TV. Where's my guy? 
at home, you just get towards your TV. You get towards your TV, and you get as close as you can to me. You get as close as you can to me. You get to your TV. You get as close. Get up out of your chair. Get as close as you can to that TV. Lift your hands. Say, from ruin to reinvention. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I need a refill. I need a fresh touch. I need the strength to dig another well. Saying this will be my fourth, my Rehoboth, where you'll make room for me. This won't be like before. This is different. I'm at Rehoboth. From ruin to reinvention. From ruin to reinvention. In Jesus' name. So God, I bind the devil. I bind the enemy off of your people. Those that are at this altar and those that walk towards their television. And in the name of Jesus, I pray God, right now in the name of Jesus, Father, that you would give them another win. That you would give them the strength to dig another well. That you would give them the strength to fight another day. I rebuke Sitna, Shandram Babosho. I rebuke Sitna in the name of Jesus where this opponent is satanic I rebuke the satanic attack against them and I declare that they are prevailing open your mouth at this altar and at home and let out a war cry like you're winning 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 like you're winning, 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 and he's making room for you, and he's making room for you, and he's making room for you. Dig, dig, dig. Dig, dig, dig like you're winning, like you're winning. I rebuke those destructive thoughts. I rebuke those self-deprecating thoughts. Win! I rebuke the enemy off your shoulders. Win! dig and keep digging until you hit water keep digging until you hit water I rebuke that spirit of Jezebel that tries to attack your bloodline when when come on Wednesday we're almost done we're getting ready to go Yasmin, he's making room for you. He's making room for you. He's making room for you.
Lift your hands in this building. We're about to go. We're about to go. We're about to go. He's making room for you. I heard the Lord say a fresh refill. By the time you get back home, you're going to be a brand new you. I heard the Lord say he makes everything about you new. Because you're about to dig some new wells. You're about to dig some fresh wells. And God says, this ain't going to be like the last time. He says, he's going to make this permanent. He's going to make this permanent. Hallelujah. Hold on, bring it to me. Bring it to me. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Have another drink. Have another drink. Walk with me. Walk with me. Walk with me. If you came in late, you weren't able to give, get it ready. If you want a soda seal, get it ready. Walk with me. Walk with me. Walk with me. Oh. God says, He says, this is what your life been feeling like. And he said, you've been like God. Like, you get a touch of green, and then all of a sudden, it's... But the Holy Ghost told me to tell you. He said, he said, whatever the sacrifice is you're about to release. He said, that's why it's been a little bit of a fight in you. Am I telling you the truth? Here's why. Because God says, this is about to shift you permanently to green. This will be where you dwell. This will be where you live. This will be where you live. This will be where you dwell. You're going to live on green for the rest of your, I speak it over your life for the rest of your days. And the Lord says that's why he shut some doors to certain connections because those connections were trying to take you red instead of green. You prayer warrior, you. You a fighter in the spirit. Go get one of my swords. Go, go get one of my swords. Let her do it. He didn't hear me. I understand. You a warrior. You a fighter. When I heard you speaking in tongues, the Lord says, those are the tongues of warring angels. 
I'm about to do something I would not ever normally do. But when I count to three, he's going to bring a sword because it's going to represent what's happening in the spirit. Y'all just flow with me. Take it out. When I count to three, I want you to go in. But when you speak, I heard the Lord say that there's going to be a war released in the spirit. Y'all, please listen to me. That's literally going to slay some stuff. Literally, I won't say it openly over the, over the mic, but I literally just saw names that the Lord says, I'm about to deal with that, 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 I'm about to deal with that. When I say three, if you can pray in the Holy Ghost, go up in the Holy Ghost and then we go around. Go up in the Holy Ghost. But your tongue is the tongue of a warring angel. You have a warfare on your tongue. And you paid a price for that warfare on your tongue because you have dealt with some dark stuff. You've dealt with some demonic stuff. You've dealt with some stuff that other people would have lost their mind, but you prevail. When I say three, I want you to release it, and I want everybody to go up. If you can pray in the Holy Ghost, if you can't pray in your native tongue, one, two, three, go. And the weaponry of the Lord is released. And the weaponry of the Lord is released. And the weaponry of the Lord is released. I heard the Lord saying, I'm changing judgments. I'm changing decisions. I have the heart of the king in my hand. And I turn it in your favor. And I turn it in your favor. Just the voices, go. We're about to go. We're about to go. Your daughter's been involved in witchcraft. That ends tonight. I just heard that. Whoever's daughter that is. Who am I talking to? That ends tonight. That ends tonight. That ends tonight. That ends tonight. Her Ouija board and her tarot cards. That ends tonight. Don't y'all play with me. I got the. That's you? That's you? We got to go. Those of you at this altar, stretch your hands towards me. So, Father, I stretch my hands to them. Those of you still standing towards your TV screen or your computer screen or wherever you're at. I shift you to green. Say, I'm on green. Say, I'm strong. Because in my weakness, his strength is made perfect. God, we're about to go, and I hate to belabor the moment, 
but I have to obey God. I heard the Lord say, he said, for some of you, he says, this is the only altar you come to because you haven't built one in your life. And if you know I'm talking to you right now, don't you worry about no neighbor. Don't you worry about nobody next to you. I heard the Lord say, son, tell them to build me an altar right now. In this building and online, if I'm talking to you, get on your knees before the Lord. If I ain't talking to you, stand up. But if you know I'm talking to you and I'm going to lead you in this. So God, we built an altar for you. A place of sacrifice. And we lay ourselves at this altar. We will not just build an altar in church or doing church, but we will do it all our days. So, Father, consume me. You can use me. <laughs> Where? Here on this altar. Breathe life into me. Where? Come on, lift your voice and say, Father, consume me. You can breathe life into me here on this altar. Father, come. You can use three life here on. Say, Father, say, Father, you can breathe life into me. Well, everybody lift your voice and say, Father, come, you can use me. Breathe life. Here on. Say, Father. So breathe life here. Just the voices, Father. Everybody. Where? Here on this home. Here on this home. Here on this home. Here on so, Father, we seal this time now.
With your heads bowed and eyes closed in this building and online, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, this is your moment. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful to him, this is your moment to recommit yourself to the Lord. Thirdly, you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand, but I want to be sure. When you become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. In the building, hands up. Online, do the hand with me. Or say it's me. One, two, three. Wherever you're at, do it right now. Do it right now. Do it right now. Everybody, just pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Lord. You're taking it from ruin to reinvention in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, can you give God a praise if you believe that tonight, Wednesday? Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday ah feel the whoa with listerine at bj's you can save two dollars and fifty cents now on listerine products like total care anti-cavity fluoride fresh mint mouthwash or cool mint pocket packs fresh breath strips at your nearest bj's location experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with listerine discount available through december 24th save now only at bj's 